want to take a moment and thank our show sponsors, Lombardi Chiropractic, Suttmeyer Law Firm, and Native Path Supplements. These are companies we personally use and trust. Mention the Co-Movement Gym Podcast when you call Lombardi Chiropractic or Suttmeyer Law Firm. And not only will they treat you like family, they will provide a nice, enticing discount to all listeners. And use code COMO15, that's C-O-M-O-15 at checkout when shopping at nativepath.com and receive 15% off all of your orders. Your support to our show sponsors assists in us paying for expenses and continuing to provide content we hope you all enjoy. Welcome to the Co-Movement Gym Podcast, uh, where we inspire people to move and live courageously. Today, it's me and Andy hanging out in the studio, and yeah. we have a topic we want to dive into today, uh, one that I was turned on to a few years ago, and Andy pulled up an article um, that was really eye-opening in terms of quality of fruits and vegetables. Yeah, yeah, in terms of the um, the pesticides and uh, weed killers and things like that that are sprayed on them. We all know that's a concern. You know, yeah. we all know we've done past episodes where we talk about all the various additives that they use, um, you know, in conventional farming mm-hmm. that that are uh, loaded with all sorts of chemicals we don't want to be ingesting, right? For sure. And I know we talk a lot about like, you know, organic, non-organic, and then all the different chemicals that they do spray. Um, this list that we're going to go over today does a really good job of detailing where we should be spending money on organic mm-hmm. versus maybe saving money in other areas. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is something um, you actually introduced me to a while back. I remember you telling me about the Derby Dozen, mm-hmm. and I never heard of that list before. Yep. But apparently this is something that the, um, let's see, I've got the article right here. The EWG, which is the Environmental Working Group, um, they put together this list annually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember the dirty dozen list that we talked about in the gym with clients, maybe about seven or eight years ago. Yes, me too. Um, and it just popped up in my newsfeed uh, a couple of days ago that the 2022 dirty dozen list came out. Mm-hmm. So I figured it'd be a really good thing to review with our listeners just so that they know which, well, we should explain what the lists are. Mm-hmm. So there's two lists. They've got the dirty dozen mm-hmm. and then they've got what they call the clean 15. And basically, we all know that, you know, you go to the supermarket, you have a list of all sorts of fruits and vegetables, lots of produce, right? Mm -hmm. And in conventional farming, a lot of times these things are sprayed with all sorts of pesticides and weed killers, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's a lot more pesticides and weed killers and chemicals sprayed on certain fruits and vegetables and a lot less sprayed on other ones. For sure. So the ones that get the most of these toxic chemicals sprayed on them mm-hmm. are the ones that you really want to choose organic when you're mm-hmm. buying them. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, the amounts that they use on some of these things are, are insane. Mm-hmm. But then there's the clean 15 list, list where they don't use as many herbicides and pesticides and things. Mm-hmm. And so if you're going to buy non-organic food, you would choose from the clean 15 list. For sure. And you can save substantial amounts of money. Yeah. Um, like me and you don't eat organic avocados. Right. Uh, because or- avocado is the number one uh, food on the um, least sprayed. Yep. Right? yep. They're number one on the clean 15. Yeah. So why would we spend extra money when there's no re- residual pesticides? Right. And stuff on As there? opposed to strawberries, which are number one on the dirty dozen. Yes. And I love strawberries. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but when you go for strawberries, you definitely want to buy organic because they're one of the dirtiest in terms of 
the insane amounts of pesticides that they use. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's see here. And you've been using this list for a while. I wonder if it's any different from the old one that you've seen. No, there's a lot of similarities. Um, Things move up and down the list a little bit based on, like I said, the testing results that they do. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, it's really accurate. Like those, the berries and fruits, they're sprayed heavy. Yeah. Um, And like, yeah, that's no surprise to me at all. So, but we're going to give at the end some really good, cool solutions for people too, and how like easily they could do some of this maybe on their own. Oh, totally. Yep. And uh, before we get to the list, let's just, um, I've got the article in front of me. It's a very short article. I'll just read a couple things as far as why you want to avoid these pesticides, why you want to eat organic for the things that are on the dirty dozen list. Um, it just says here, this is a quote from them, that many pesticides are linked to serious human health issues, which we know, including hormone disruption, brain and nervous system toxicity, and various cancers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say among other things, but those are the three things that they listed. Um, yeah, research from Harvard University shows that consuming fruits and vegetables with high levels of pesticide residues may offset the protections of eating such foods normally against cardiovascular disease and mortality. So we all think of fruits and vegetables as being super healthy and they prevent us from getting certain diseases. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're saying that if you're eating foods on the dirty dozen, they have a lot of pesticides and the, the negatives from all those uh, chemicals actually outweighs all the protective benefits from eating these fruits and vegetables. Absolutely. And I encourage listeners to look into this on their own in terms of the dangers of these sprays and additives and chemicals, you know, that are uh, put onto the food in the farm fields. Yeah. Well, I know that you over the last couple of years have been doing a pretty deep dive into farming and all the different, you know, glyphosate, Roundup, herbicides, pesticides and stuff. And it's pretty mind blowing. Some of the things you've shown me as far as how much is used and how bad it is for you. Yeah. And it's, it's grown significantly in the last small period of time because we're doing such large monocrops, mm. which a large monocrop in nature generally isn't normal. Right. right? To have, exist. <laughs> yeah. So to have like um, 150 acres of strawberries, like that doesn't exist anywhere. Right. So you need to spray that and dust it, right? And all of these chemicals so the bugs don't come in and wipe everything out overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so, yeah, there's there's a huge piece here where people need to be identifying these chemicals and what's clean and what's not because each year these plants develop more resistance to these certain chemicals. So they need more and more and more. That's right. And, you know, companies like um, Roundup, uh, Monsanto, the same company, um, now now it's Bayer, are in many cases being sued by millions of people for health issues. And they've won in certain circumstances, but good luck suing Bayer out of Germany, right? (laughs) Like if you get sick thinking it's from a spray, like it's so they have layers and layers of protection. So instead of trying to recreate that system, which we know is going to only get worse over time, Mm -hmm. um, we can just educate ourselves with this podcast, for example, with the um, clean 15 and the dirty dozen and do the best we can. Yep, totally. And let me see if there's anything else that I wanted to touch on here before Oh, this is was something neat about how they create the list. Mm-hmm. Um, some people might wonder if they're, you know, they some people might buy produce that's not organic. So it's sprayed with all these chemicals we're talking about. And they say, well, but that's okay because when I eat my apples, I wash them thoroughly and I even peel them before I mm-hmm. eat them and so on. So according to the EWG, 
when they did this test to develop these lists, the experts, they scrub and peel all the produce thoroughly, just like you would at home. And then they test it for pesticides. Oh, wow. I didn't know so that. So when they're finding these crazy <laughs> levels of all these different chemicals that are bad for you. Sure. That's after a thorough washing, scrubbing, and sometimes peeling. Ooh. Okay. Yes. So like, for example, like a banana, like they're going to peel that skin yep. Yep. and then test that part where you're eating. Yeah. Oh, wow. And, and even with the apples, they, they peeled the apples yeah, as well, yeah, which sure. I mean, we all eat the skins. The sure. skin is some of the best part for you. It sure. should be. Um, but they're peeling the apples and actually testing the apple inside and still finding these high levels of toxins. Yeah. And a lot of these, you know, people, whether they're farmers or consumers, um, think that like rainwater and time makes these chemicals disappear and dissipate. Mm -hmm. And this study, along with thousands of others, have proved that's not the case. Right. Um, and that it does directly transfer to you as a human, mm -hmm. uh, more animals eating that, and then you eat that animal. Um, and so, yeah, that's, uh, that's very interesting. And so one more difference here before we get to the list about um, organic and non-organic. In the testing, pesticide residue was picked up on 70% of the non-organic produce. So mm -hmm. if you're buying produce that's not organic, 70% um, of what they tested had significant levels of this chemical residue, mm -hmm. right? That we're trying to avoid. When it comes to organic produce, um, it's the same number. 70% had no detectable levels. Mm -hmm. um, so all that to say, mm -hmm. if you do buy well, first of all, if you buy non-organic, it's likely to have these chemicals, mm -hmm. you know, on it or within it. And organic is more likely not to. But sometimes even the organic does have some. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the non-organic doesn't have any. Sure. Um, but sure. it's far more likely in the non-organic. Yeah. And the reasons being is I think there's um, to be certified organic, there's levels, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't mean zero, I don't think. Um, and I know a lot of these um, farms, it, the offset only needs to be 30 feet away from I think a that's most of it, kind of like this cross-contamination yes. sort of thing, where if you've got organic produce being grown 50 feet from non-organic produce yes. and they're spraying the non-organic, it just carries through the breeze. And, and you can see it. Like if they spray around here or whatever, and hopefully I always like to see the wind going the other direction, but you can see it drifting Yeah, and it's drifting more than 30 feet yeah. and uh, it's in the water and different things. And so, yeah, there is, I'm sure, like I said, unless you have your own greenhouse and isolated garden, you know, where you're really pretty, there's going to be some, but right. it's definitely, Definitely a lot better. Yeah, totally. So um, with all that, it's kind of a short episode. We're just going to get to the list now. And we'll yeah. see. This is updated for 2022. It just came out this month. So we'll see um, what they've got. And we'll start with the dirty dozen list. So these are the things. These are the 12 fruits and vegetables ranked in order from 1 to 12 that found the most contamination with pesticides, herbicides, all this, all this toxic toxicity that we're trying to avoid. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So these are the, if you buy these things non-organic, you're going to be consuming a lot of those chemicals. 
So this is the list of things that you want to choose organic if you're going to buy them from the supermarket. For sure. And people listen, write this down or Google it because I would stick to this. Yes. And if you just Google EWG dirty dozen list, it'll pop it up. There's a lot of websites that show. And some of the levels on these top foods, especially are pretty mind blowing how much they're soaked in this shit. And so I would, I would do the best you can to avoid it. (laughs) So I'm just going to, I'll read through all 12 and then we can chat for a sec if we want, but, um, this is the uh, ranked in order the most contaminated fruits and vegetables. So strawberries, spinach, and then number three is kale, collard, and mustard greens. Nectarines, apples, grapes, bell peppers and hot peppers, cherries, peaches, pears, celery and tomatoes mm-hmm. so many monocrop farms there with <laughs> yeah. acres upon acres of the same thing yep. that goes forever did any of those i was curious did any of those stand out to you when i see the dirty dozen list i i scan through it for things that i eat regularly yeah and that are a big part of my diet yeah were any of those um like high on your list um as far as what it, it, things that you eat regularly Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, I eat a ton of strawberries. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's number one on the list. Yeah. The most contaminated fruit or vegetable is strawberries. Yes. And, uh, we grow our own now, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. I'll get into in a second. Um, or you find a reputable person growing it. So yeah, spinach, I'll eat a lot of kale, um, and, and the greens. So those are the top three. Yeah. And I eat a lot of all three of those for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, apples, I eat some, mm-hmm. Um, and then peppers. Yes. And tomatoes. Yes. And and then the rest of those, I don't actually, um, grapes. I don't eat nectarines. I I like, I don't really buy them. Cherries. I don't eat peaches. I'm sure I'll like them, but I just don't buy them. Pears. I don't buy and celery. I don't really care for. So it's funny when you went through that, that's exactly the same for me, except for, I don't really eat many tomatoes. I'm not big on that, but Mm -hmm. I strawberries might be my favorite fruit of all yeah, me, me, no strawberries and blueberries I me love too strawberries. I, it, i'm going back and forth now and <laughs> part of my reasoning is i love the taste equally both and i think they're both packed with you know high levels of nutrients yep. but strawberries i'm finding are there and we'll get into this in a second but like very easy to grow like like like, awesome. like i'm talking like zero experience it's a vine that's so actually like, good news for me because i've never been a gardener and i've always I always wanted to grow certain things that are like my favorite fruits and vegetables. Yeah. And I assumed that, stra- I don't know why I assumed this. I thought they were hard to grow. No, dude, I could give you today and we can, if you want to plant a section, but like um, three shoots out of our garden, I'll mm-hmm. just go out and dig them up and you could plant them in reasonable soil and protect them. Mm-hmm. And they will continue to shoot off of each other. And every single shoot that roots will then the following year be a strawberry plant huh. and then yield. And then they shoot, shoot. They just keep so the uh, last year I got four shoots from the local guy down the road. I planted them, didn't touch them, put, and then I put um, uh, hay over them in the winter to protect them. This year we probably have 50 strawberry plants and they're all i'm freezing them i'm eating them every day and that's so great and i literally started with four six to eight inch shoots and i just put them in the ground and i did nothing and that's so great because strawberries are expensive yeah like i I always, yeah. I always wait for, because I know that these are one of the most contaminated foods and they're one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I always wait for when the local farm stands are selling their little, you know, organic buckets, you know, yes. the Amish farmers down the street or whatever. Yep. 
but it's always, you know, you're paying like four bucks or five bucks for a little a quart and I can eat the entire thing all at once. Easy. Easily. Me too. And I, I want to eat them all year long, but strawberry season is short. They're available for like two or three two, weeks. Three weeks and then yeah. the whole thing dies out. Yeah. And then from then on out, you have to go to the supermarket where organic costs an insane amount yes. or you can buy the cheaper strawberries, which we know are terrible for you. Yes. Number one on the dirty dozen. Part of the motivation beyond the spraying and the accessibility with the strawberries for me and blueberries, raspberries, fruits like that berries in general um, is the cost at the store. Well, I was in Florida um, this winter and I like to eat fruit when I'm in Florida Mm because it's like warm and you're sweating and right. Um, And I went into a store, a few of them and um, organic section. And so for a little, um, maybe a three inch by four inch thing of blueberries organic was like mm-hmm. six bucks. And I, that's a half a serving for me. The, yeah. the amount that I'm talking about. a larger container of the non-organic is probably like three. It was crazy difference. Same thing with strawberries, like less than a pint was like six or seven bucks. Yeah. And I'm like, this is insane. There's no way. Like, so I actually did buy my eight other foods. Um, but up here it's, it is a little bit cheaper, but still it's expensive to do it that mm-hmm. way. And so yeah. Yeah. My, my list was the same as yours. I mean, strawberries, I eat a lot of spinach, kale. Um, I do like apples. I don't eat them a lot, but mm-hmm. I do like apples. So I'll eat them. Um, so those, all of those are in the top five on the dirty dozen. Mm-hmm. So now I know when I'm shopping, if I'm trying to save money, I'm going to do on other things, but I'm going to get those things organic. For sure. Okay. For sure. So let's hit the, uh, the EWG clean 15 list. So these are the 15 Again, ranked in order one to 15, which were the cleanest that they found. So these ones contained almost no pesticides, if at all, even when they were non-organic. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be avocados, sweet corn, pineapples, onions, papaya, frozen sweet peas, asparagus, honeydew melons, kiwis, cabbage, mushrooms, cantaloupe, mangoes, watermelon, and sweet potatoes. That's very interesting. I would have been wrong on a lot of that. Yeah, actually, me too. Yeah. I was kind of surprised to read that me list. Too. I was expecting avocados. Um, I, I don't know why. I just kind of mm. imagine that they're, um, they're hard exterior, mm-hmm. probably. And you always peel that off and just eat the inside. Yes. So I assume that that has something to do with it. Yep. It might also be... One thing I noticed with the Clean 15 is that there's a lot of tropical stuff on here. Yes. You got, you know, the avocados, pineapple, papaya, um, kiwi, mm-hmm. mangoes. Like so They have I, hard shells. Yeah. You notice that though? Yep. Like a mango or avocado, um, even a kiwi, that exterior, yeah. and I know they're peeling it and testing it, but that exterior is working to protect, yeah, right? Yeah, I assume so. I also wonder if farming practices are slightly different in other areas of the world because a lot of those tropical things are, they come from Central America or whatever. So there might be some sort of difference there. Well, that's a good point. And how I was saying before about like the unnatural monocropping up here, right? You don't do that with mangoes. No. Well, that's (laughs) the thing is that in the tropics, a lot of these are monocropped areas, not on purpose even necessarily, right? Uh, Because there's just acres upon acres of mangoes oh, or just naturally. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's naturally yeah. a forest on that. Right. Um, but you don't have forests of corn up here, right, you know, right, right. um, or soy or whatever. So yeah, yeah that's I wouldn't even call that monocropping. Maybe there's only like where there's a forest of mangoes, 
Um, there's still a bunch of other like trees and bushes and all, oh, that's a variety a good point. of plants all around. We don't consider those crops because we don't eat them, but there's still biodiversity. That's a good, that's a really good point. Yeah. But it's in more of its natural habitat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I was really happy with that because on this list, um, avocados are one of my all time favorite mm -hmm. things. Me too. And it's nice to know that I don't have to worry about organic avocados. I can yeah. just buy the cheap ones. Yep. And also in summer, you know me, I like to make uh, fruit smoothies in mm -hmm. summer. And my fruit smoothies are always um, pineapple and mango. Mm -hmm. And those are on my clean 15. So, yep. Yep. It, and that's, that's really one of the main reasons we wanted to do this for people was because right now everyone's on a tight budget. We've got some economic problems going on and mm -hmm. people are cutting back on what they buy at the supermarket. And everyone knows that organic is generally better for you, but it also costs so much more. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of nice to know where, where you should stick to organic, mm -hmm. you know, with the strawberries and spinach and kale and apples mm -hmm. and where you can say, I'll go with the cheap non-organic version, mm -hmm. the avocado, the sweet corn, pineapple, mm -hmm. papaya, um, you know, everything that was on that list, the yep. kiwis and so on. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point, especially right now um, with the costs, you yeah. know, we don't want people um, really stressing about the difference with organic and non-organic if it's on that clean 15 list. Yeah. You know? So everyone listening at home, just Google EWG, Dirty Dozen and Clean 15. Mm -hmm. You'll get these two lists. You can just print it out or screenshot it. Yep. And then when you go to the supermarket, if you're trying to decide, uh, should I splurge on organic or mm -hmm. should I just buy the cheap ones? Mm -hmm. If it's on the Dirty Dozen, go for organic. Yep. If it's on the Clean 15, buy the cheap one. Yeah. And I want to also add in a, a cool little savings um, here too for people with, you know, little effort. I'm not going to say no effort. Nothing good in life has no effort. Uh, but like a garden. Yeah. <laughs> you do not have to be a gardener, um, like this massive, you know, piece, but I'm talking like an eight by 10 area. And you taught like, yourself to garden last year. Yeah. And I'm still experimenting and yeah. learning, but it like, and yeah, there's like wins and losses and stuff, but like the size of this room that we're in is 10 by 10. Mm -hmm. This is not a big garden or a big area to weed, to weed right. but what you could produce in food within this area is really sort of tremendous, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so what I wanted to get into off now, the clean 15, you, you know, you can buy non-organic if you choose in the store. Um, you know, a lot of these are harder to grow, obviously, up here in the Northeast where we are. But let's focus on the dirty dozen, um, what you can grow easily at your house mm -hmm. or find a friend that's growing it. Mm -hmm. And most likely they're probably not soaking it in, in the pesticides and whatnot. Strawberries, we already talked about. Very easy. Almost anyone can. Spinach is picky. Um, like we've talked to Jake. I have a lot about spinach and Shauna, a client here. It's interesting. Um I don't know why it's difficult, but in the Northeast, it's challenging to grow. We do grow it and it is successful at some level, but it's harder than strawberries. Okay. Kale, easy. Okay. <laughs> and kale, like, um, it just flourishes. It's one of those things that takes over your garden. Um, well, no, yeah, no, but it just keeps coming and coming and coming. Like okay. you, you um, from the same plant though, is yep. what I'm getting yep. at. So like say Gene, I'm giving kale to here. Um, last season I was, I will clean that plant almost off. And then next week it's like totally poof, again, oh, awesome. it's like a reproducing. So one of the healthiest vegetables you can possibly eat and you can get 
a 100% organic version. Yes. And it's one of the highest on the dirty dozen. You get a 100% organic version easily and tons of it. Yes, correct. And then collard and mustard greens. Greens are not hard to grow and they're really cool. Your lettuce greens and stuff. Um, literally like the head of lettuce grows out of the ground. Like it's yeah. sort of really cool to see that. Not that hard. Bugs get into it sometimes. That's life. But like you plant enough of it and you get enough of it, you know, hopefully. Um, apples. I don't grow apples. Um, I know nothing about growing apples, but what I do know is there's a ton of wild apple trees, mm. not crab apples, but regular apple trees all over. So where we are now, um, Deansboro, New York on skyline right here, yeah, right yeah. here, you walk there. There's an apple tree every year by the road that no one knows about. It's organic. And it just drops apples, like <laughs> tons of them. And for years, um, I used to go to that tree and just fill a tote full of them and they're organic nice. and they're free. Um, oh, and so that's, they, that's the best if you can find this growing wild organic. And they are, there's, there's more than you think. Um, and then again, if not, you know, maybe friends or, or family have them growing. Um, bell peppers, hot peppers, very, very easy to grow. You have to start them inside or buy starters, but like water them and they go. Okay. And then the last thing on this dirty dozen list that I have experience with growing uh, tomatoes and everyone can, tomatoes are almost invasive species. (laughs) (laughs) And then you get way more than you need. That's why everyone gives them away at the end of the year. But like you can hone that in for next to no money and very little effort in small space um, and really capitalize on freezing. Like right now I'm freezing strawberries, Hmm. Um, you know, spinach. Again, you can blanch it, freeze it, kale, same thing. Apples, you can freeze, make applesauce, whatever. Um, Same thing with peppers, we're blanch them and freeze them. Um, And then the last thing is tomatoes with salsas and stuff. And so, uh, you know, I don't think you need to love gardening to to maybe uh, get into this at some level and save. And it's when I say save, like when you, if you go to like Target and buy frozen spinach, Mm That bag for me is one, maybe two servings. Yeah, and what's it cost? Like five bucks. And it's like, and I know it's it's coming from like California, which again isn't normal. Like, and so I don't know. I just feel really good. And then you're throwing away the wrapper, which is just covered in plastic, and just everything goes sort of against the the laws of really, I think, what it should be. Um, but yeah, so if anyone's interested, focus on those that I just named. So Cool. All right. Well, this is a good little chat. Um, it opened mine and your eyes years ago um, and provided a little bit of a focus for us. And so hopefully for people listening, um, you know, you can up your game with food quality. Yeah. Like I said, go print out the list and make good choices based on that. Awesome. All right. We're signed off. Thanks guys. Yeah. Thank you. See you later. I want to take a moment and thank our show sponsors, Lombardi Chiropractic, Suttmeyer Law Firm and Native Path Supplements. These are companies we personally use and trust. Mention the Co-Movement Gym Podcast when you call Lombardi Chiropractic or Sutmar Law Firm. And not only will they treat you like family, they will provide a nice enticing discount to all listeners. And use code COMO15, that's C-O-M-O-15 at checkout when shopping at nativepath.com and receive 15% off all of your orders. Your support to our show sponsors assists in us paying for expenses and continuing to provide content we hope you all enjoy.